Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Welcome to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. I am joined by Nikki Hoyne. Thank you very much for joining me, Nikki. Thank you for having me. Delighted we finally made it happen. I know. <laughs> and we are going to be talking about your business, how you started, and the, the Nikki Hoyne collection and footwear and accessories. But what you do now is not your first rodeo in business. No. <laughs> give me a little bit of it. Give me a little. And you said before we started recording, you look young for your age, which which I'm not yeah. sure what age you are. But you, I'm forty. I'm forty one, so I'm thin around. I went to college for a long time because I was a master. But um, I yeah, I've been I've been like sixteen years in. I worked for myself for nearly ten years, and I've been I have a career. But sure, look. I, so if we start and say, uh, my, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I had my first job when I was three years old. I didn't get paid for it. My dad put us to work when we were little, you know, like Ikea screw packs. <laughs> we used to put screw packs together when we were little. Like, you know, when we could count, we did that. Before that, we used to put pipes together. My brother and I used to like put all the spare parts packs together, hundreds and hundreds of them. That was like my first job. And then when we did the screws, we used to get a penny bag. So I'm very much a business, like come from that. The dinner, always, the dinner table was the boardroom. You're listening yeah. like to all of this, that and the other. Like it was always going on, like extended family and everyone. Like most of the people in my family would own their own businesses. So very much expected of me. I'm very much like my dad, who is, a, you know, is, is a very successful businessman. He had multiple businesses. I saw the graft. I saw it all. Um, and I was terrible at school, not bothered. My mom instilled in me, like, it's all about being happy. And I definitely went just focused on that for most of my childhood. Um, but yeah, like in school, I was in boarding school, had great crack, didn't do a tap for an leaving cert, got a mediocre leaving cert, good for having done nothing and didn't get into anything in college. And I went and did theatre, which shocks people. And I did because I loved English. I loved kind of just storytelling and I loved Shakespeare and the puzzles of the words, like I love Shakespeare. And uh, I went and did theatre for, I think, three years. Yeah, I did theatre for three years. At the end of that, then I was like, okay, I love shoes. I love accessories. I love clothes. And I'm not going to be able to buy these if I am a like struggling theatre girl. Uh, so I went and I did a business degree. I There was a course in IDT that had lower points because it was new. And I got in there four years, top of my class, straight A's pretty much. Loved it, found it so easy, uh, easy in that like I understood it all, and it yeah. just made so much sense to me. A sense to me, it was very practical, and I kind of realized, like I realize now that if I had gone straight into university, having been that, having the crack, like into university where you're sitting there and having to again, like just learn by rote, whatever it's called, rote yeah. learning, like I would have. I would have failed and I would have lost my confidence and I would have thought college and education wasn't for me. And I would be, I'd probably be in the same place as I am now, but you know, like I just would have, I wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have business degree, but 
I then, because I was like seven years of college, the last couple of years, I was so conscious that I was older. All of my friends who were my age were all like in their first, second, third year of careers. And I just felt so behind. And so I came to London and I did a summer in a marketing agency here. And when I went home and finished my exams, I Googled Field Marketing Ireland and FMI and Dundrum came up and that was my first job. So I worked, my, I kind of fell into like, if you live, I always say this, if you live your life backwards, it would all make perfect sense. I kind of fell into events, marketing, sales team management. And it was back in the days where you'd get handed out chocolate bars at um, traffic lights, sampling, like in like we used to teach people how to play Nintendo in shops. You know, we put people in, in store for sampling and trainings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked across huge brands. I ended up coming to London then with the agency I'd worked with here and they kind of stole me and I came here, ended up in London, no plan. Like it was all just kind of went along with everything. Good attitude, hardworking, loved to work. So I ended up in like sales and marketing, team management and that kind of like old school, traditional marketing and sales. It was kind of a bit of both. And I was in that for about four years. I worked at the agencies. I worked with Diageo, Nintendo. And then I went and worked at Elizabeth Arden. And I worked on a like activation in store for new fragrance brands. Like I was in well, fragrance. Okay. So let's take you. You've got yeah. experience. You've worked for these different brands. Yeah. You decided you want to take, you want to go on your own journey. You want to start your own path. I was in London. I was like, if I never leave, if I don't leave soon, I'll never leave. And I'd accidentally ended up here. I came for six months and stayed for like four years. So that was like 2012. And I was getting itchy feet. I wanted to go to LA or New York or Sydney. I basically had to go home to try and get a visa for somewhere. So I was like, I want to go long haul, big city. And Instagram had just appeared. And I was, it was just pure me. Like it was fashion, technology. And I could see these like, you know, these bloggers like Atlantic Pacific, Blair Eady and like Sincerely Jewels and Amy Song. And they were all like they'd wear a necklace. It was like a statement necklace. And I'd look and I'd be like, oh, that's some girl who's doing this out of her bedroom, you know, a spare bedroom. And I was like, I could do that and I could do it so much better. And it just sparked in me. And it was right time, you know, right time, right moment. And I said, I can do that. And I'd gone home and I was working with my dad and day one, I hated it. I worked in his shower business. I absolutely hated it. I was working in France on the sales team. And I was like, I had come from like, you know, very hardworking, like, but dealing with luxury brands and fragrance brands. And here I was like, could not get excited about shower doors. And I was just like, no, I can't do this. So it kind of just that year, that whole year kind of formulated in my head. And I was applying for visas, kind of half applying for visas. And I just said, no, I'm going to do this. And I quit the job, my dad, like the work with Merlin after 10 months. And I sat down, built my business 1st of January 2014, launched on the 4th of April. E-commerce site, bought, like built my own first, did I build my first site? Yeah, built my first site. And I had a box of stock and it was just me. And it really, it took off like in, that was 2014. I rode that early Instagram wave of like, you post a picture, you sell out. 
for a good two, three years. And then 2017, like it was so new and it was so innovative. And I was always very much like Watson, very, when I look back and everything, I was quite forward thinking. And I was always the girl who'd have something cool and my friends would think it's weird. And then six months later, they'd all be wearing it. Like I was, I was always like that. The innovation. just could spot things and I get bored easily and I move on and I just have an eye for things, which is what I know now. But back then I had no idea. I just thought these necklaces were cool and like statement earrings. And it was just the fashion and it became really the fashion back then. And I got to about 28. So like I shipped to over 40 countries. Um, I was nominated for every award, nominated, never won any. Well, I won the Image uh, Boutique Awards, uh, the the e-commerce boutique award in 2018. Um, But 2018, 2017, I just kind of like literally, it wasn't new anymore. It wasn't innovative. There was so many people doing it. There was so many people doing it really badly. And I just felt like I was, I had become this shop and it was a beast. And it was more like, I had no plan. I was just winging it and the margins were tiny and there was just, you know, it was just to do the things I wanted to do. I needed more margin, but the market did not want to pay premium for things that were a photo on the internet. Like you could get the same necklace. You know, I was wholesaling everything. You could get the same necklace from someone else for a third of the price. Now it would go green and mine wouldn't. Mine was like, like gold, but that's, that's what you're up against. And then sustainability, I kind of was like, it was all about more, 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 new, 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 push, 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 push. And then like, we all just got more conscious of what we were consuming. And it was like, God, you know, all people just wanted new, new, more, more. What's new? Can't wait to see what you do next. And I just got so like bored, like it just got boring. It was really repetitive and it wasn't new and it wasn't innovative. And I had all along really, when I'd started with those necklaces, I was starting my own fashion brand, but it became a shop and it became a shop. And I so sat explain down. Explain that to me there's like, so obviously the brand, the, the, the shop or the e-commerce site. So my shining like, armor. My shining armor. Yeah. We, we kind of missed that bit at the beginning. Sorry. I, I always forget to say it was my shining armor. So my shining armor was an online accessory store and it started out as a statement jewelry brand. So my shining armor. And it was like, be your own hero. You don't need someone to tell you what to wear. Like if you love something, wear it. And that was the whole vibe of it. But I then started to get like, then I would do jewelry or I would do stationery, a little bit of stationery. And then I was doing homewares and it became this kind of like, I used to, when I was in London back then would walk into Oliver Bonas and I was like, I was like, I love to have this shop on the internet. Like it was that, it was that vision of, and I was selling other people's brands. So like Kate Spade, you know, I was selling it for like the hundred percent less bash, less their cut, less my marketing less my costs. And here I was like making, you know, not pennies, but making very little on things, but like huge marketing investment needed for e-commerce. It, you know, it just, it was a shop. And when I went to look at creating my own products, they got lost in, I did some stationery, I did some handbags, but they got lost in that. The noise. Yeah. And that the brand was about a shop and it wasn't about a brand of accessories. Now I could have taken it and tried to change it, but I, I sat down with Jenny Taft, the amazing, um, marketeer owner of iZest Marketing. She passed away a couple of years ago and she was just incredible. And I sat down with her 
And I, she pointed out to me, she was like, like, as I went to her and was like, right, I run out of steam with this thing. I need to change it up. And we rebranded. It was back when I rebranded, but also I spoke to her about creating my own footwear handbag brand. And she did a bit of research and came back and she was like, it has to be a different brand. It can't be the same thing. Like Selfridges is never going to stock my shining armor handbags because my shining armor is a shop that's basically competing with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so of. you so you decided to close. My I decided to sell my shining armor. I decided to make a clean break. So I decided to sell. I spent that was on an airplane um, on my way to New York. The like light bulb occurrence to me got to New York and I met Lorna Ruan. Oh, I got off the plane. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to sell my shining armor. She's like, OK, that's kind of weird. OK. Um, and I was just so excited that whole time I was in New York. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, let someone else take it and do the wonderful, incredible things that it deserves to be done with it. Um, and that was 20 maybe 20 summer 2019 and yeah it was summer 2019 and I kind of got my head around it and I put the feelers out like it's kind of hard when you're selling a business to like you have you don't want to announce it so you've got to like put the feelers out so I put a lot of feelers out and there were some really interested people but they didn't I going on to do something that I believed in was more sustainable there was a lot of people who didn't want to do very sustainable things. And you look at what happened with Nasty Gal and I just kind of decided I I wanted, I didn't have to sell it and I didn't, I wanted it to be sold to the right person. Yeah. Um, and a few people just wanted to take it and go, you know, stock them high, sell them off. Like, you know, there was, a, there was quite a few people, about three or four people who were interested in doing that. And then there was people who wanted to just strip it and, you know, take the following, take the database. Um, and then there was one person who it would have been really amazing, but it didn't work out. And then COVID hit. And I just right. went, I can spend however long trying to sell this. And I kind of reached out. And, you know, it's all about timing selling a business. And I, I decided I was like, I'm just going to sp- use this this couple of weeks that we're in COVID lockdown and um, and really put my head down instead of trying to, you know, hounding people and trying to just pitch, pitch, pitch and try and find a set like a buyer. I just said, no, let's just focus on the new brand and see where we get to. And COVID ran on and it just I kind of eventually just said, you know what, I just didn't want to spend my time trying to. It's a lot of work, you know, like so I just was I said, you know what? Whatever will be, will be. And I decided then to close it, to celebrate it for like two months, announce the closer and use it to kind of like pivot off it to launch. Yeah. So it got so much coverage closing. You know, people were really like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it was funny because you would expect when you say you're closing your business, people are so sad. You know, it's like, oh, my God, so sad. I was so excited. I was so excited. I was like. It's been amazing, but I'm doing something way more amazing, something I was so excited about. And I've always been someone who's just excited about and loving, enjoying what you're doing. And it sucked the life out of me in the end. And yeah. I just dreaded the thought of it. And you had already decided probably six months, eight months oh, beforehand. So you were already on that. A journey. year, already- like a, a year and a yeah. half. I didn't buy any stock in 2020. Didn't and I closed it in September. I did not buy anything new, so I just let it tip away. And people were like, "Why is there no new planners?" And, you know, no, nobody suspected a thing, which is funny. Um, but so yeah. 
Nikki Hoyne yes. launched footwear. Yes, I always get so distracted by the old story. Um, <laughs> so I launched, I had been working since 2018, like working pretty much, probably 2017, working on like Behind my own brand. On, yeah, on right. um, sure, look, it's, you know, it's anyone who creates a product that is not out of a catalog will tell you it takes four or five years, like it takes years. And yeah. I also was trying to balance this other like my shining armor and I had a podcast going like I just was flat out I had too many things going on when COVID hit it gave me that clarity to go right what do I want to be doing if I'm stuck in this house what am I doing and I sat down I'm in March and I really sat down and I connected with an amazing mentor who helped me find factories and helped me what not to do and materials and all of that and I launched with six handbags. So people always say like, oh, handbags came first. Actually, the shoes came first, but handbags are easier to make and faster to make. So right. the, they arrived first. They arrived. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we got our, the, the that really, I don't think it's funny. You don't even remember. But there were periods where the factories were closed for like yeah. two months. And, and then they all took their August holidays for the crack. So like, you know, they were closed. They opened and closed so much. Um, and it was really hard and you're doing it all remotely. So it the footwear came first, like was first, but it it took two years to develop. Like we were really in sampling long before the bags kind of came about. But I launched with six handbags in October 2020 thinking, oh, my God, this is the worst time ever. But actually, it was the best time to launch like I was Irish, I was sustainable, I was female led, I was a good news story at a really awful time. People were at home, it was just before Christmas, they wanted, they were shopping like crazy. And it actually was incredible. And I suppose the kudos with the Irish press that I'd built up over the years, they all were like, wow. And they were just so supportive. And people just got behind me. And it was unreal, like for for the worst time to have done it, it was amazing. And anyone I know, because I know quite a few people who actually, you know, loads of people launched businesses in, in COVID. And anyone will kind of, when you say that to them, they go, yeah, it really was great. Like that mm -hmm. first, you know, and, and the the press were incredible. They were so supportive. And every stylist and, in you know, everyone that I'd ever even had a conversation with was just like amazing, Probably you know. Amazing. And all my old customers, like the really, like people who loved my shining armor, loved it. Most of them did anyway. But it, the only challenge was the price point. That was the thing that I worried. I was like, you know, we've gone from like 30, 40 euro, euro with my shining armor to like 250 euro. So how did you position the brand then with that? to you know because obviously your your previous followers yeah. would have been more high would have been fashion I wanted for now I'm yeah maybe, potentially may not have been that bothered it was like you know that kind of like 30 not, quid, not looking for an investment yeah. piece yeah you know, or not yeah. looking for a semi kind of investment piece whereas you know, so how did you so I think what I only kind of even know now is like I'm 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 great for storytelling and building a community and kind of listening to what people want. And I'm not one to go buy, 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 shop, shop, shop. No, no, no. I'm the anti-salesperson. I really want you to buy my shoes, but I'm going to make you not like I'm, not, I'm telling you everything but buy my shoes. So you'll buy my shoes if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I did was like I kind of just 
I teased it for the whole month of September. And then I, you know, I, I was like, come and see. I actually started posting mood boards in early 2020 every day. Let me just pick up on this. Because yeah. I think it's such a key point. Because so you started posting mood boards in early 2020. Yeah. When did the brand launch? October. I was six months storytelling. Yeah. I was I, six I just months. So yeah. When I, someone's starting to launch a brand or, yeah. you know, to give those teasers. And you probably wouldn't have even, you wouldn't have even been mentioning it then. Do you know what I mean? You oh, no. Been... I was kind of like, just, oh, I'm in COVID. Here's all these, you know. And then people were like, you're up to something. And I was like, yeah, I am. And I, but I got to the point where I had like shoes in the background. Yeah. And I was like, I was, it, I, it became really funny and fun. And I launched the footwear in 2021 in like April, May, it's probably right now, probably today. No, it's not today. It was early, it was early May um, in 2021. And I had been hiding shoes in the background since September. Like, <laughs> like a weirdness. I had my one. I had my, my, yeah. Oh, totally. And then when I launched them, I went back and was like, see here and see here and look at that picture and look there. And like, there was one photo, they were actually at a, at a circle of shoes and they were in it and nobody asked. I was like, oh my God, nobody asked what the red ones are. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> But the thing is, it was COVID as well. Like we were all sitting at home online and I was just, I was just really conscious that I needed, and I, it's just naturally like the storytelling and building that community. And I would always say to people, like people are like, oh, I'm launching my business. I'm not going to start my Instagram until the day I launch. I'd be like, oh my God, you should be posting just the brand. And I think, yeah. you know, I think I have a strong brand because I'm all about brand and I'm all about the kind of, the touch and the feel and that thread of, you know, the story, what it's the, all about throughout yeah. it, you know? I, um, and I'm not, and I think a lot of people get caught up in like, you know, it has to be one thing, like it has to be Instagram and, you know, I do press and I do different, I do this podcast, you know, because it's adding, it's different layers and yeah. it's, it's that, it's the storytelling and that. I bet I haven't answered your question now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I know you have, I mean, you've been obviously in business, family of an entrepreneur, a family mm-hmm. of entrepreneurs. What do you find? What do you struggle with? So obviously you've, you've been around, you've been around the block. You were saying it's not, you know, not your first. Yeah. What do you find challenging or do you, you know, what? Oh God, of course I do. I find design challenging because I cannot draw mm-hmm. and I have these ideas in my head. And I like, I, when I now, when I, like when people who know me see what I've done, technology had to come along for me to be able to do what I'm doing. And I just, it's 50 years ago, 20 years ago, I don't think it, it wouldn't have been possible, you know, because the barriers to entry were too high and you had to be out of central St. Martin's or NCAD yeah. to, you know, to be a footwear designer, you know, to be any yeah. kind of designer. And I think like, especially footwear, I, the Zoom and like, <laughs> You know, technology has really meant that because my brain is very techy and I cannot draw like I can, but I can't like that's the biggest challenge I find is trying to communicate my ideas. Um, But also, you know, like awareness and being a small brand in a big world that's so commercially driven. And most brands are owned by these huge like multinational, you know, the carings and the these guys and like the LVMHs of the world. And that's what you're up against. Like that's what you're competing with. And it's, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's tough. You touched on designing being difficult. Yeah. Or a challenge. What, how do you get inspired? 
I just kind of like I always am excited about what I'm doing. Like I'm always really I just get feelings about things and my colorways and I get feel like it's it's kind of just I have that foresight and I have I get really strong. Like it's so funny, this pink bow, like which is our huge seller at the moment. You can't keep it in stock. Like and it's the Barbie movie as well. Like I didn't know the Barbie movie like a year ago when these were being like finalized that the Barbie would be the you know, and, and the neon pink and they've just, I just get feelings about things and the oversized bow. And I've always been good at that, but I get like people are like, I'm not the kind of one who goes, Oh, I went for on a trip to India and I was inspired. I'm not like that. I'm like, I just get these feelings. I love to travel. I love art. I love to be out and about. And like, I love like different unique things and I can be inspired by random things. Um, I don't even realize they're inspiring me, but then I will put a collection together. And even like my next season is so tuned in to how the and I, you know, that these were designed a year ago. And yet you look at the catwalk show and I'm like, okay, this is kind of like what's going like what's I don't know. It's like I I don't know. I actually have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And, And color obviously plays a big part in what you do across yeah you know because you've kept it quite simple not simple in terms of you've not gone very broad on the styles well this is the thing with design is that like so I am very early doors I do not have like I have a tiny bit of formal design experience I'm very creative I have they're all my own designs but I sit with someone who then takes my designs and like has does the technical drawings so that we can technically get them right for the factory because the factory then takes that tech pack and they create samples and then we tweak them and then we get where we're going to and that's kind of how it works um but I have kind of found people who can help me do that. So that's how I fill that gap. Like it does take me longer. And I, that's probably one thing I get really nervous. I'm currently working on 2014 and I just, or 2024, God, 2024. And I'm just like, it's freaking me out. Like, because as well, the success of this pink bow is like, wow. And then like the bows have done so well, but I know that like, that's a one hit wonder. And uh, the bows will like I'm getting more of the and the thing is I really believe in things that are special and I won't go right let's do those bows and keep them forever and you know just try and sell as many as possible I like the fact that things are sm- special and small quantities and so like the bows I have another drop coming in July and that's it of the pink bows yeah, and then we'll do the yeah we'll do some more colorways but I'm now designing more styles for next year and the fear of like oh my god like you know the pressure is it took that style took this amount of money yeah create something that's going to take that yeah exactly the same person yeah and I just need to trust that what is in my head is cool like I do really like it and anyone I'm I'm looking at like you can't see but Nikki's wearing ruffles yeah and I'm like I'm wondering if this is a nod good idea no it's not but I'm like I love a ruffle but yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um where do you, what support do you have in your business? Like, how do you stay motivated? Because it can be a lonely, I mean, working as an entrepreneur when you're more like a solopreneur can be mm-hmm. quite a, a lonely road, you know? So how do you keep yourself motivated and how, you know, what kind of support do you have? So I have a virtual assistant, Angie, who works with me and she does all the admin and that kind of stuff. Like if you email, Angie will reply to you. Um, I also have Cloda, my angel, who does my social media now. So I pretty much 
I do create some video and I create some content, but Cloda would do a lot of the, the social media. And it took me eight years to find someone who could do social as good, if not better than me. But she's so video first, you know, and she's, a, oh my God, if she ever leaves me, I'm devastated. Um, <laughs> but she's brilliant. And she, she takes all that. I think like we all, I think loads of solopreneurs, they do it on their own for a long time and it's really hard to keep going at it. And that's been a huge weight off, which, and I need to spend my time designing and networking and meeting people and connecting with people. Um, and that's what excites me. Like, I just love like having this chat and like just have, chatting to people. I rely, I'm such a people person that my biggest struggle is the fact that I am at home alone or I'm alone in this and I go to things alone and you're stepping into the abyss of unknown. That's probably my, that is my, the one negative for me is that I would love to, I see jobs come up for like marketing <laughs> manager or like PR and I'm like, oh my God, I'd love to apply for that. I feel like one of these, one year, one of these years, I'll be like, oh, I'm taking six months off and I'm going to interning. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And um, do you have a network of people that you have that kind of keeps you, you yes. know, that lifts you up, that helps so I, you. Yeah, I have loads and loads of friends in business. So I was on the Acorns, the first pilot plan of the pilot plan, pilot of Paula Fitzsimons is an Irish, I don't know, do you know her? But most people either do or don't. If you know her, you're like, she's amazing. She um, has three programs in Ireland that nurture entrepreneurs. Two of them are female focused. So Acorns is like rural Ireland. So because I was in Kilkenny early days, I don't even know where I came across it. Um, but I I made so many amazing business friends. I have loads of friends and businesses and brands. And you just kind of collect people. I used to go to all the image award, the image events. They used to do breakfast mornings like years ago. I used to go to all those, met loads of people and just always having coffees with people. And then now last year I did going for growth, which is the other kind of like going for like going for it program that Paula does, which is anyone who's anyone in Irish business has been through it. Um, and it's amazing. Chupi Sweetman was my lead. She was brilliant. And the group I'm in is amazing. So we've continued on. We now do a monthly Zoom call ourselves. Well, Zoom where we get together. But like I've loads of people to bounce. Like I could pick up my phone for anything. And I have like, and then there's the Brent Thomas Create. I've made loads of fashion yeah. friends through that. I've got friends here in London. Like a lot of my ex-colleagues are now like head off in the different beauty houses or like across industry, like everyone in London has great, like a great job. Every Irish person in London has a great yeah. job. All my like English friends and my international friends are all, I just have a lot, I don't know, I've just collected people over the years and I stay in touch. I love a one-to-one. -one. I love like, let's go for dinner or let's go for a drink or coffee or, you know, and just kind of. And then from a business point of view, what would you want to stop start and continue doing I wrote this one down months. I think stop micromanaging like I just tend to be I love to be all over everything like I love numbers I love I love business I love everything all the different bits and pieces so I like to kind of which is good I'm tuned into everything but I can then spend like two hours working on my spreadsheet and my budget because I just love it whereas other people hate that but I love like putting like I have things down to the penny and then I'll be like oh like you know what's the value of this or what if I go and do this and you know just trying things out but like I have an accountant and there's accounting software out there whereas I'll play with spreadsheets all day long 
um, things like that, like I can micromanage or I can be kind of a bit too much keeping an eye on emails and responding to people. I don't know. I could just get caught up in things that I shouldn't be doing. That's my biggest thing I'd stop. What I would start, I think I just need to be out more like, you know, doing that, having the coffee, learning, connecting, like, you know what? Like I remember 10, 15 years ago, be like, oh, you know, it's not about, it's about, it's about working hard. It's not about who, you know, but it's about who, you know, like it's about that person who can put you in touch with the PR expert or, you know, the guy I was talking to this morning has this amazing like tech platform where it's kind of like all about like data and making your business better. I met him through like Entrepreneur Experience, which is this incredible program with Cork Bick that I did last year. It was like a weekend away. It was amazing. Um, Met loads of, there's another place, like picked up loads of people, but met him. So he kind of, we went through again, like he's kind of, it's six months later, he's come back to me and he's gone, right, let me pitch to you again. We've changed it and tweaked it a bit. And like that, you know, meeting him and there's always someone who can help you and who you can help like a friend, you know, can be like, Nikki, do you know X, Y, Z? Can you help me with my presentation? Or have you done create? Have you done Kildare Village? Like I'm, I'm forever talking to people about how Kildare Village went. Yeah. Like, I'm always like, well, let me, you know, I just people will be like, Nikki, can I pick your brain? And, and it does, it's helping other people, you know, that's just, yeah. I, I need to be more out there doing that because that's what it's all about. That's what I love. And I enjoy that. I can, I can beat myself up for not being at my laptop, but I yeah. definitely need to do more of that. And what I will continue doing is like pushing on, innovating and just going for it. I seem to kind of land fairly okay every time. Like, even if I think of next year's designs, I'm like, oh, but, uh, yeah. for you, for you in terms of growth, what's your main focus? at the moment is it still is it direct consumer is ho- how's host is how's host still going for you I wholesale is so slow um but also like now like if someone came along and was like I want to wholesale I have to say like I'm sorry it takes 10 weeks for me to get my stock because I don't have any I don't have don't stock have like the, yeah. this current season sold so well like and you know and I kind of the this season has done so well. And I think I just had like last year, huge learning, like everything got delayed. You know, last year was the year of like the fuel charges and all this and everything got more expensive and everything got delayed. And my launches were two months later than they are this year. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like my most successful product last year and the so buzzed about like the gold bow that landed on the last week in November. That was it. And they were gone in a week. And then we spent three months telling people like no they're not going back in yeah like you know and, and then we were like but we have something really cool and people were like you can't get better in the gold bow and I was like oh which I'm the pink one <laughs> and just two more questions from me yes um what advice would you give to those starting out absolutely go for it right now today you'll be sorry you didn't start earlier um and that and like nobody cares this is something I think especially Irish people really struggle with nobody cares what you're doing and if they do care and they're nasty, they're not your people. And, you know, most people will be hugely supportive and very proud of you. But I know the third, the one thing I realized, I've always used to say that now I'm like, and you have a plan, right? Like so many people don't have a plan, like have a plan, have a budget, have a marketing plan, have like, you know, starts like that with the social media, start six months early, build a story, move board, like, you know, land your brand value. So when I then had six handbags, people just got it completely because I had been building the brand for six months and, you know, like breadcrumbing the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, like resource planning staff, you'll need like a budget. Oh my God, the amount of people who do not put a budget together, which just is shocking. I think yeah, it's such a big issue in terms of then from cash flow. They get to a yeah. certain point and they go, actually, I can't take this any further because I and, don't have the money to do it. But the other thing is, I would say, and what I didn't have a plan, the big thing I learned with my Armour, I just went with it. It took me on this roller coaster ride and I just reacted to everything and things would go well and great. But the one thing is like, what if you achieve your Brown Thomas in like seven months? I thought the Draper's Award nominations, like I was like, if I could be nominated in my first five years, like I've been, th- I'm, I'm two and a half years in, I've been nominated for three awards. Like that is footwear designer of the year. Mind blowing. Like, yes. but like I've gotten there. So now it's like, gosh, where to next? And I felt I ran out of road with my shedding armor. I couldn't, couldn't go any further. Like, you know, ooh, a hundred countries or, you know, like it just, yeah. whereas now I think I would say aim beyond your wildest dreams because you actually could get there or you could get halfway there and think like you know that you'd never in a million years like you know just aim beyond is what I would say to anyone like you know because some people you meet and they're like oh I'd love to be stocked in Avoca and then you know I mean so many you know everyone like Avoca is a big thing or Brian Thomas and it's like crap where do I go from here like where do you go from there you've got what you wanted Nordstrom or yeah absolutely like go global I think a lot of Irish people as well think very on the island they don't dream off the island like get off the island yeah they won't agree with that yeah and tell me Nikki for you success requires what Self-awareness. I think it's very important that you're aware of your strengths and your weaknesses and everyone has gaps. We're all human beings. Like find people who are experts at the thing that you're not good at. Surround yourself with people who are better than you. Like that's really, to me, enjoy it. Like success is enjoying it. Like, you know, if if I I love what I'm doing, I love the thrill of it. And I love, I actually love the hard days as well because that's part of it. Success is kind of loving every day, really. But being it's self-awareness, you know, known like you're hating it because you're trying to be successful, which means making a million euro or being in a mat vogue, you know, or whatever, being in a vocal, whatever it is. Like if that's success to you, but it actually is exhausting and it's about what everyone else thinks. Like what's the point in that? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thanks very you're much very for welcome. joining me. Thank and- you for having me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, I'll be back again next week with another great guest. And feel free to go and leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that more people can find the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast. Nikki, where can people find your shoes and you? My shoes are at NikkiHoyne.com and you can find me at NikkiHoyne is my personal Instagram or NikkiHoyne Collection is the brand Instagram. We're also on TikTok and we're flying it over there as well. Um, And we are popping up in Dublin this summer. So you can come and have a try on of the most amazing shoes you've ever seen in your life. If they're still in stock. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you.